Good morning. Welcome to the Unitarian Church of Edmonton. My name is Brian Kiley, and I am pleased to be serving as the minister of this congregation. As Unitarian Universalists, we are bound together by a common set of beliefs, but also by our promise to support one another in our individual searches for truth and meaning, guided by our principles and drawing from many different sources. So we do hope that you feel welcome here. Whatever you believe or don't believe, whomever you love, however you understand family, whatever your age or race or ability, you're welcome here. We invite you to join us in a journey of free thought, spiritual questing, and justice-making for as long as you feel comfortable doing so. We extend a special welcome to any visitors who might be with us this morning, and we invite you to join us afterwards for coffee and conversation. We gather with gratitude this morning on traditional Cree lands that are now a part of Treaty 6 and used and lived on by many nations. We respect the histories, the languages, and the cultures of the indigenous peoples who have called this land home and who enrich our vibrant community. Our community extends beyond our Sunday gatherings, so please take a look at the announcements in the order of service and listen to the ones that inevitably will be happening after the service. We also have a monthly newsletter available uh, in print or online, and you can join our virtuals communities on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date in the happenings of our extended community. Now let us prepare our hearts and minds for worship. Let us let go just for a time of the everyday world. Let us silence our electronic devices and create a space this hour where we can simply be together. In the spirit of life and love, we gather. And so I invite you to enjoy a calm, quiet, relaxing introduction to the service as we enjoy a prelude. If you change your mind, take a chance, on the first in line, honey, I'm still chance, free, take a chance, take a chance, chance on me, chance, 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 if you need chance, me, chance, let chance, me know, gonna be around, chance, if you got no place chance, to go, when you're feeling down, chance, if you're all alone, when the pretty birds have flown, honey, I'm still free, take a chance on
actually was the first reading of the service, and very relevant. The opening words from my Filipina friend, Tet Gallardo, if you'd join with me in the uh, responsive reading, and you guys get the bold face, and you get to start, too. Wake up. It takes energy to stand and defiantly stand against voices that wear me down. It takes the force of my will to take charge of my life and do what I can. It takes a choice on my part to act or be still, to learn to receive as well as to give. Through the movement of my soul and my heart, I can change my mind. When I recognize what is good in others, I magnify the force of good. I'd like to invite Gertrude Junkie to come up and light her chalice today, please. We kindle a flame we trust will lead us forward as we travel into unknown lands where the question, shall I ever get there, resounds, a clear, pure note in every silence. Our first hymn this morning is number 347, Gather the Spirit. 347, if you would stand as you are willing or able. Thank you. 
Thank you. You're in good voice today. I'd like to invite the youth and the children to come forward and light their chalices. And when they have done so, we will sing them out with number 414 in your hymn books. As we leave this friendly place, love give light to every face. May the kindness which we learn guide our hearts till we return. Each Sunday, we take time to recognize the joys and concerns that touch our lives and It's kind of a fraught time, so there are many concerns these days. I invite anyone who wishes to do so to come forward and light a a candle for their particular joy or concern this morning. These candles remind us that we're all connected from birth to death, by many joys and many trials. Everybody's going through them. So it's important to look into each other's face and know that each person you see has a story to tell. Amen. Each week we take an offering to support the work of this congregation, but we also share it more widely with an outside organization. Half of the unidentified cash we take in each week goes to an outside body, some local, some national, some international. And this month is international again as we support the work of the Unitarian Universalist United Nations office, one of the few religious groups that has an NGO office right in the United Nations properties where they do excellent work advocating on behalf of human rights, particularly LGBTQ rights around the world. And uh, so we will take an offering to support ourselves and to support them as well. Here's another reading. Je ne regrette rien 
As we receive the offering, would you please join in the song in your order of service? I forgot to put into the order of service, but we're doing a community question today. There you go. <laughs> like it or not. And I'm going back to the ABBA song, Take a Chance on Me. I want to invite you to think for a moment and have a conversation with a neighbor, twos, threes, whatever size group you like, about some time in your life when you took a chance. Could be a good one, good outcome, maybe not so good outcome. But everybody has to take a chance sometime. So take a chance on a conversation. I bet there were a lot of interesting stories. <laughs> I have a reading to offer by Jay Wolin. Are we a people of holding on or letting go? Holding on to rigid ideas or letting go and opening our minds and our hearts to something new? Holding on to certainty of how things should be or letting go and living with uncertainty of new ways of being in the world. Holding on to what makes us comfortable or letting go so that we may grow that which can be uncomfortable. Holding on to what makes us safe or letting go to make room to help others feel safe. Our chalice, the symbol of our religion, is a symbol of burning up the ties that hold us back from being our true self and reaching our true potential. Let it be a symbol of lighting a new way for us into the better world and a symbol of letting go. Because holding on too tightly and too long is never good for the soul. I invite you to join in hymn number 391 as you remain seated 
as we begin a time of meditation. Michael Schuler writes, Cherish your doubts, for doubt is the servant of truth. Question your convictions, for beliefs too tightly held strangle the mind and its natural wisdom. Suspect all certitudes, for the world whirls on, nothing abides. Yet in our inner rooms, full of doubt and inquiry and suspicion, let a corner be reserved for trust. For without trust, there is no space for communities to gather or friendships to be forged. Indeed, this is the small corner where we connect and reconnect and reconnect with each other. Let us enter a time of silence.
It is a dangerous business, Frodo, going out your door, Bilbo used to say. You step into the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. Do you realize that this is the very path that goes through Mirkwood, and that if you let it, it might take you to the lonely mountain or even further to worse places? A few months ago, I announced my retirement next January. It's old news now. I suppose that I've been contemplating it for a few years, not exactly looking forward to it, but knowing that it was going to come one day. I certainly did some thinking ahead, but not with a great deal of intentionality. After all, things seem to be going pretty reasonably well here. I have a pretty secure job, and it's an insecure world. It was easy to distract myself with the things belonging to the here and now. I don't suppose I'm the only one in the room who feels that way. It's easy to put off all the tomorrows when the todays are pretty fulfilling, pretty distracting, pretty busy. And I also had faith that I would somehow know when it was time. I've always lived intuitively, followed my gut, trusted my instincts. In hindsight, this policy has not always led to the best decisions, but they at least have always been decisions that I could live with comfortably. Like P.F. sang, No, rien de rien, non, je ne regrette rien. No, nothing, no. I regret nothing. So I let the idea of retirement tickle my brain for a few months, maybe a few years. Now, I've got a theory. As soon as you think a thought, as soon as you give voice to an idea, as soon as you admit to a possibility, even if you dismiss it out of hand, you begin the process of change. You can't unthink a thought once it's thunk. By the very act of letting the word retire enter my brain, I started walking toward it, unconsciously opening files labeled, is it time? Can I afford it? Usually I ignore that one. What will it be like to stop being a minister? What's best for the congregation? And my own personal favorite, what's next? I was able to ignore the filing cabinet with all those empty folders for a while, but some faceless drone inside my head kept scanning things as they went by and slipping little pieces of paper into those files without my knowing. I would attend a gathering of ministers and realize that the leadership in our movement had passed to a different generation. I observed new social justice causes in the larger church and wondered if they were really issues that I had the energy to take on and in some cases even agree with. I noticed that the patterns and styles and techniques of ministry that had served my generation of colleagues so very well had kind of gone past the board. They were out of vogue. Now, I didn't have a problem with any of that. For the beauty of Unitarian Universalism is that it adapts to the times and responds to the needs 
of the current members. Our principles may have a timeless quality, but the interpretation of them changes with the needs of the age. Besides, I distinctly recalled a generational shift when I was entering the profession and remembering elder colleagues experiencing the same quiet sense of growing alienation. Time passes all of us by one day. I realized then that it was going to happen to me, and, well, it appears to have happened. And that's okay. The question is what to do with that information. And that was another page going into my mental filing cabinet. There were other pages that slipped in now again. Some were social, some were personal. The files grew. And I finally knew that I had reached the tipping point when I accepted that it was getting harder and harder to put my whole self in. A few of, us, a few of you have asked me how I knew it was time. And this was my answer. In every job, there are parts of it that you love to do and parts of it that you don't love quite so much. And lately, the parts that I don't love have been getting harder and harder to do. That's when it told me that it was time to start opening that filing cabinet and start thinking about the next chapter of my life. I'm very proud of my ministerial career and proud of what we have done together in this congregation. And I don't want to stay so long that these accomplishments get tarnished. When you can't put your whole self in and turn yourself about any longer, then it's time to go find another dance hall wherever you can. And so with only the broadest ideas of what may come next, what work I might find, what challenges will come my way, I decided it was time. At the end of March, I attended a four-day workshop for UU ministers who were considering retirement. It was entitled, Leaving Well and Ending Strong. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I beg your pardon. It was time very well spent. One of the most important realizations I had was that with my announcement, I've sort of kind of closed my ministry here already to an extent and have begun a new year-and-a-half-long interim ministry. Instead of thinking ahead and making long-range plans with the leaders of the congregation, my immediate task is to kind of try and tidy up before I go, to tie up loose ends and leave my successor few things to undo. Now, it doesn't mean that I won't be doing all the rest of the stuff that's normally part of my job, but there is this important thing of leaving things not undone. They gave us a wonderful example about every minister does it kind of their own way. And the example was, well, hey, um, you know, our old minister lived next door to the church and always used to come and shovel the snow. Why don't you? In my case, and we'll have an announcement about this afterwards, uh, for the last several years, I've been cooking the congregational dinners. It's time to pass that on. So I'm going to be taking on an executive chef role for this Alice in Wonderland dinner and helping other people learn how to put those things together. I have to leave that 
I, I don't want my successor to have to undo that idea. So that's what we're doing. I can put myself into those kinds of tasks. In our reading, Jay Wollen asked if we are people holding on or letting go. Holding on to what makes us comfortable or letting go so we may grow, which can be uncomfortable. Holding on to what makes us safe or letting go to make others feel safe. Those are some of the questions I've been facing. Leaving work and family, or leaving work affects me and my family, most of all, of course, but it will affect many of you, at least for a time. Holding on seems so easy when the future is uncertain and a bit frightening, but holding on often doesn't work. The very thing you might be grabbing onto and holding close might be eroding like a sandcastle washed by waves. And holding on for too long might leave you with empty hands. There are no guarantees. So when my files piled up, I started asking my favorite question of what next. The retirement seminar helped me clarify that a bit. It didn't give me exact answers, but I did learn that I need a new challenge for the next five to ten years of my working life. I need to find a new setting and see if my skills and experience have any value anywhere else in the world. (laughs) The prospect sends a thrill up my spine, but I haven't quite figured out if it's excitement or fear. Probably both. So I have a strategy for going forward. It's called the Hokey Pokey Method. You put your left hand in, you put your left hand out. You put your left hand in and you wave it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. Now, what's a hand but a feeler thing, a grabber, a a very tentative kind of first effort? I'm feeling my way. That's what the hand is. It's just feeling your way a little bit. I've written my first resume in over 20 years with the help of good people who know what resumes should look like in this day and age. I've been talking to a few people who work in areas that interest me, letting them know that I'm leaving the ministry and asking advice. But that's that's not a commitment. That's, That's just waving a hand. I still get to pull the left hand out and wave it all about, figuring out what I've learned. But soon it's going to get a little more serious. You put your right foot in, you put your right foot out. You put your right foot in, and you wave it all about. Well, that foot-shaking thing, that's going to be next fall, I think, when I actually start looking a little more seriously for some other kind of work. That end date in January that seems so very far away now is going to start looming by then. It takes... Almost no energy at all to put your hand in, but but when you put your foot in, well, that's going to take balance, a little bit of effort. It's signaling that the real step is not very far away. You put your whole self in. You put your whole self out. You put your whole self in, and you shake it all about. That's really what it is all about. 
Sooner or later, no matter the question that is facing you, you have to commit. You have to take a chance. You have to let go. You have to make the leap of faith. You have to put your whole self in. And my goodness, that can be terrifying, can't it? Especially if you're the kind of person who has been burned by commitment choices you've made in the past. Maybe it was a long-distance move or the choice to leave a job or a career. The choice to get into or out of or just stay in a relationship. The choice to come out and reveal a secret that has burdened your life for a long time. Those big life changes are scary things. There's nothing wrong about avoiding making that choice for as long as you can until avoiding it becomes impossible or unhealthy or untenable. Think of those Sears workers who all of a sudden one day didn't have jobs, didn't have pensions, or people who have encountered a medical diagnosis that has forever changed their lives. Sometimes change is embraced, and sometimes it is thrust upon us. The fact is that to each of us, there comes a moment when we have to go into the deep end. Some of us dive elegantly. Some of us do the cannonball. And some of us slip in and hang on to the edge for dear life for as long as we can. But sooner or later comes the moment where you have to put your whole self in. I guess that I'm foolish and the fortunate kind of optimist who's always found that the leap, that final act of commitment, is ultimately a good thing. I'm not saying it's always worked. (laughs) Heavens no. I have crash-landed too many times to make that claim, even jumped into the deep end when there was no water. But I believe that once I let go there's little chance of going back. So I may as well face forward, embrace the future, and give the new choice everything I've got. It's time to make the best of whatever comes. Looking backward just doesn't help much. So maybe I haven't put my whole self in yet to what's going to actually happen after I leave this wonderful community. But for now, I'm at least putting my whole self into the process of learning, of preparing, of leaving well and ending strong. It's nice to feel safe and secure, but someday I always knew I'd have to leave UCE, and that was always a kind of a scary thing. Yeah, I'm a chronic optimist, but sometimes late at night, I'm woken up by my decision. But that road is there. Do I step on it now, at a time of my own choosing, or do I wait to be pushed out by circumstances beyond my control? I guess I'm stepping onto the road in my own time. So I'll give the last word to Bilbo again, who says as he's about to begin the final chapter of his life, which would last, what, 40 more years or something? They have long lives, those. The road goes ever on and on, down from the door where it began. Now far ahead the road has gone, and I must follow if I can, pursuing it with eager feet until it joins some larger way where many paths and errands meet. And whither them? 
I cannot say. Amen. So you may notice that I haven't named the final hymn today. I'm wondering if you can guess. If you feel like it, get on up and we'll do the hokey pokey. All right. You put your left hand in, you put your left hand out. You put your left hand in and you wave it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. You put your right hand in, you put your right hand out. Put your right hand in and you wave it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. You put your left foot in, you put your left foot out, you put your left foot in, and you wave it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. You put your right foot in, you put your right foot out, you put your right foot in, and you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all All right, now the big one. You put your whole self in. You put your whole self out. Put your whole self in and you shake yourself about. You do the hokey pokey and you do yourself around. That's what it's all about. Stay standing. Our chalice is extinguished. But His light lives on in the minds and the hearts and the souls of each one of you. So carry it with you wherever you put your whole self in and share that light with those you know, with those you love, and most especially with those you've yet to meet. I invite you to join hands. We'll sing Carry the Flame, and then we have a few announcements.